It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Munster Away game. This podcast is brought to you in association with Murty Rabbit, and I'm sitting here in the beer garden at the back, sun shining again with William Davis. Hiya, William. Yeah, two weeks in a row outside. It's uh, very nice. It certainly is. You're up at the, the press conference today. Who are we talking to? Uh, Andy Friend and Owen McKeown. And uh, here's what they had to tell us about Saturday's forthcoming match. Andy, the win against Cardiff has set up the rest of the season for everybody in the organisation here. So how are you going into this game now? It's it's a game with a lot riding on it in some ways in terms of pride. But the result, you don't have to win this one. No, we don't. We'd like to, but we definitely don't have to win it. Um, to qualify, we've already done that and we know that we're going to play Ulster on the 4th of May. But um, yeah, every time we've pulled on the jersey, uh, it's meant something to us. As a team and as, as individuals, uh, this weekend will be no different. Um, we'll probably look to give some opportunities to players, but we'll also look to keep other players ticking along and making sure that um, you know that they've got confidence in their game heading into that Ulster game. So, all eyes are on this Munster game. Uh, we believe we can we can win it if we play out the right style of football for us, and that's what we want to do. Is it difficult though, with the fact that everybody sort of is going? don't have to win this one does is 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 it hard is that an unusual scenario to be in with a game is it is it peculiar yeah and we have yeah it is peculiar because you know deep in the back of their minds they're possibly thinking that however the enterprise are different and this is an interpro against munster pretty close close neighbor who um who turned us over here at the sports ground and every time we play an interpro game the players know that Joe Schmidt's watching and it's another chance to get one over someone in their position so I think the other thing within our own squad every time we get a chance to pull on the jersey and against quality opposition like a Munster you get to show what you've got um, so for all of those young men that do get selected they'll know that there's a real opportunity there to, to press a claim to say pick me for the finals You are going to have to maybe look after certain players I, I'm, I'm thinking Jack Carty is one that stands out to me maybe Bundy played a lot of rugby with Ireland and stuff like that so the players that maybe get in to positions how do you want them to play do you want them to, to go out there and play a conservative game so that they don't make any mistakes or actually go out and play their natural game yeah their natural game you know I think one of the things we've done well this year we've, we've backed the player to back his own skill set and that doesn't change this game doesn't change with any game you know, if, you've, if you've got a weapon, go and use it. And, and with our blessing and with our support, we want you to go and use it. Um, because if you go in there trying to underplay your hand or play a little bit conservative, well, that's not footy. That's not what you're meant to be doing. Every time you get the chance, go and express yourself and do what you do really, really well. So that will be our messaging. Uh, and hopefully the, the selected team go and do that. A couple of injury concerns or illness concerns. You have Quinru and Finlay Beelham. How how are they shaping up for this weekend or possibly the Ulster game, which is probably more important? Uh, Quinn is uh, unfortunately he hasn't he hasn't been able to shake off those symptoms that he's had. Um, so there's every chance he won't be available this weekend. Uh, on a positive note, though, Finlay's uh, that hands healed up really really well. He's busting to play and. Uh, there's every chance he will play this weekend. Well, he told me he could have played against Carter when I spoke to him and I said, well, maybe not. Um, Ulster is on the horizon, so you must be looking at that game. It's serious stuff, knockout rugby. It's uh, They're playing Leinster. 
game again with the same connotations as our own uh, Connacht game not, not a lot riding on it so you'll be keeping a good eye on them though seeing what they're up to yeah I, I uh, um, you know it's, it's hard not to to keep an eye on what's going on there now knowing that we're going to be playing them but um, yeah we, we've met them twice already this year we, we've had some good results against them this year um, but they're a different side again I was very impressed with their performance against Edinburgh um, yeah, they're, they're coming right at the right end of the season and we're up at their home ground again up at Kingspan and uh, that'll be a real challenge but you know, for us it's we, let's get this first one done and, and then we can focus fully on them Munster on Saturday if they win uh, and Edinburgh do them a favour they could finish first so they've got a little bit more to play for might, might that actually play into Connacht's hands a bit might, might they sort of really start pushing a bit early and you might be able to to sort of work around the fringes of the game and just play yourself into it. Yeah, I think we know what we're going to get against them. You're going to get, um, you know, a, a, a very physical side. They're going to come at you with massive line speed. Um, with with the way they attack, they're going to look to pin you and look to use the, the strength of their forwards and their maul and their set piece to try and dominate you there. Um, now, if it is that they need to win that, yes, there'll be added ferocity in that. If it is that uh, that no, Glasgow have done the job well. You may just see a really expansive game of rugby with two teams wanting to wanting to wanting to win. With yes, the result matters in terms of the bragging rights, but both teams will know that where they sit. Could be a shootout then. Could be a great game, yeah. Oh, and that uh, Cardiff result has sort of gone back now into the the distance a bit. It's it's set up the rest of the season for you. So uh, how's it been going since then, and and where are you now in relation to Munster on Saturday? Yeah, very good. It's um, like obviously we. We targeted that game, and, and I feel like if we hadn't if we hadn't won there, it probably would have put a bit of a dampener on all the kind of the good work we'd done um, previously. So, um, look, we were happy to get that result, and I think the the mood around the camp has been extremely good since then. And uh, to be honest, all year really, but um, it was nice to it was nice to secure that spot, that quarterfinal spot um, in, in that game, and uh, and be able to just focus on Munster then and uh, and Ulster going ahead. So, um, as I said, yeah, spirits are high and uh, and training's going well. Did you get a bit of a break? after the Cardiff game did you continue training or did you get a couple of days off just to switch away from rugby uh, no a few a few guys got uh, a bit of time off so um, some of the Irish boys that were due a week off got some time off but no we we were in um, all week pretty much but I suppose Monday and Tuesday were, were down days like we, we didn't train that uh, actually we didn't train at all but we had some work in the gym and, and a couple of meetings but it was very low key and then we ramped it up Thursday, Friday just before the weekend so um, look I think lads are fresh and uh, and raring to go These Irish guys get very well looked after don't they? <laughs> sort of they seem to set their own script a little bit Ah yeah well I think obviously when we get those weeks off around kind of um, uh, January and then again in March uh, they're in camp or they're doing playing games or whatever it is so um, it, like it, it comes around I think everyone gets equally the same amount of time just at different periods so um, we're fortunate enough that we have um, good depth in the squad um, that we can let lads go and take a week off and other lads can fill in uh, for them when they're gone so um, I think you you see it now it's a testament to all the all the clubs in Ireland uh, the way they look after their players so I think it's something we need to keep working on and, and uh, it'll help prolong lads careers going forward Now Munster on Saturday interprovincial match but there isn't a lot riding on this for Connacht. Connacht know what's coming is the game against Ulster. Uh, so how do you set up for this one mentally? Uh, you want to play well, you want to win, but it doesn't have 
a, the feeling of desperation. It's not a knockout game, which the game against Ulster will be. Look, I think it's easy. It's easy to go back and say that there's nothing to play for. But um, I think the easiest thing to get uh, to get motivated for is is those interpros um, without fail, no matter no matter what you're playing for. Um, like you know, you, you're going to have some of the Irish coaches there watching. Um, we will want to get one back over on Munster and as well then there's the game the following week so lads are going to want to play well for that so um, I think that's massive and and as well when you combine the two provinces I, I think like Leinster, Glasgow and Munster are going to take those top three spots but in terms of points wise we can finish fourth still so um, that's something we'll be aiming for and as I said lads will be looking to put their best foot forward for the following week because um, you know, everyone wants to play finals rugby and uh, and if, if you don't perform well down there then you're probably going to lose your chance so um, I think that's that's probably the biggest motivator for most of the guys that are going in So the team selection is still pretty competitive everybody's putting their hand up nobody's thinking I'll take a little rest here maybe avoid injury potential It's I, want, I, need, I need to play because somebody might be snapping at my heels for a place I think so, yeah and, and Evidently, the way we've been able to rotate boys, it kind of keeps pressure on positions constantly. And and yeah, as I said, we're in the business end of the season. I think after we came back after the Six Nations break at March, um, you know, Friendy clearly said, you know, it was probably the end of sort of the massive rotation policy that we had throughout the season, which you need because it's such a long season to keep lads fresh. And it was all about you know putting the best team forward or, or the strongest team that we think we have. So, look. Um, we have it in our heads it's four games left and that's, that's the way we're going so um, everyone's looking to play those last four games so hopefully hopefully we will have four And have, have you got half an eye on Ulster or do you just have to forget about them until this job is done? I think the coaches that's their job you know they, they're the ones that are prepping you know three four weeks in advance and getting everything ready so um, when it comes to us then we're solely focused on Munster and, and just that job in hand and then obviously come Sunday, John will or Monday, I should say, we'll review and it'll be straight on to Ulster then. So, um, look, the, the the coaching staff will have a great job. They'll have them prepped and and they'll have all the games watched and, and everything we need to know. So that's why it's handy for them. We can focus on the the job at the weekend and let them worry about the the Ulster game. We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 Euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. That's good stuff, William. You were chatting with Lindley McKenzie. You had to run off before I managed to arrive. Um, what were you guys talking about? Let's have a listen to what we had to say. Fairly low-key press conference, only for a low-key game. It's uh, it's a bit of a hard one for them to figure out how they're actually going to get a handle on this. It's a game that Connacht don't have to win, and even if they do win, it doesn't make any difference to where they're going. Ulster is the key game the following week. Yeah, I think part of the low-key atmosphere around the place was probably because of the East break, actually, and although they have been in and out training at the um, according to Andy Friend, it's been kind of short, sort of sharp sessions, quite low key. So there is sort of a sense of, I think, a sense of relaxation that they have achieved that Champions Cup place. And now 
you know, they they can almost like relax and just play what how they play a good game of rugby without any pressure. And I think that is going to be reflected possibly in the in the team that Andy Friend might select for Munster. They want to go down there. You know, Andy Friend has always said, you know, he that the team he selects is always a team he believes can win. <laughs> um, we have seen you know that has had ramifications in the past when that particular team that when he has made various changes hasn't worked and he will acknowledge that but I think this is um, a game where they know they want, they can win it but they also know that Munster really want that top place if they can get it and you know let's face it you know going to Tom and Park is never an easy thing Yeah Glasgow and Edinburgh kicking off at the same time uh, Edinburgh win that game Munster can get ahead of Glasgow, then they go straight to a semi-final, they skip around basically, which at this time of the season is probably good, but Connacht can't improve their position and he acknowledged when we spoke to him there that Ulster, they're they're keeping an eye on Ulster, Ulster's what it's about, it's a knockout game the following Saturday and He's going to rest a few players, isn't he? Oh, he, you know, his 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 line is also is always about striking that balance between uh, resting players ahead of of that quarterfinal players who do need a rest currently and giving other players opportunities. And look, this could possibly be the second last game of the season, you know, before they go. I mean, if they if they don't beat Ulster, so there are players who maybe would he'd like to give that opportunity. And I can think of players like James. Connolly, who he might want to give an opportunity for. It could be his last game. Um, I know Colby Fianga took a bit of a knock, apparently, but he, although he's okay, he did acknowledge the fact that it was whether they decide to use him or not. Then you've got someone like Robin Copeland, who came on for that brilliant cameo, um, and he could be a, a likely player, you know, to possibly start against against his former club so they are going, there's going to be quite a few changes you know you, you've got two scrum halves who Kieran Marmion you know because he didn't play when he took that knock the last day his possibility that Kieran could start Keelan Blade could be rested um, the same with Bundyaki you know he acknowledges you know that he's you know there will be players rested yeah, that, that's just part of the game, I suppose, at this time of the season. It's, it's worked out quite unusually. That quite a lot of these games don't have a lot riding on them on the last weekend. People or teams know their positions and they, they know what they have to do. Yeah, it's a different scenario because it's the first time it's ever happened for Connacht. But even just talking to Owen McEwen today, he was saying that it might appear like that, but for the players themselves, it's not because there are players chomping at the bit to get to that, make that quarterfinal team. So he believes that the team that goes out there is going to be a team that is actually fighting for a place in that quarterfinal. So that's just a different scenario that may be, you know, although they don't have to win it, that there is a fight within the squad to be in that quarterfinal against Ulster. And they've also talked about positions of where the Irish teams finish in the overall Pro 14 league because uh, there are 14 teams and they are ranked at the end of it even though it's two conferences so it's small things like that that can drive them on so it could be a very interesting game on uh, Saturday looking forward to it and before we get into anything else here's William giving us the roundup of the results from last weekend All European action last weekend we'll start with the Champions Cup semi-finals on Saturday Saracens 32 Munster 16 on Sunday, Leinster 30, Toulouse 12. So the final of this year's European Champions Cup will be on Saturday, May the 11th at St. James's Park in Newcastle with a kickoff time of 5pm Irish Leinster versus Saracens. Both European Challenge Cup semi-finals took place on Saturday evening. 
First one, Larachelle 24, Sale 20. And ASM Claremont Averne 32, Harlequins 27. So it's going to be an all French final on Friday, May the 10th. ASM Claremont Averne versus La Rochelle. Kickoff time 7:45 p.m. Irish, and that's also in St James's Park in Newcastle. So, injury list. I suppose we'll go down the full list. Craig Ronaldson, uh, Sean O'Brien when he was out for the season. Uh, Conor Fitzgerald is not available. He's had his surgery. He's in uh, recovery. David Horwitz, similarly after procedure. Finley Bealham is ready to go. Uh, not saying he will be picked on Saturday, but he is ready to go. Uh, Kyle Godwin is not available. His thigh injury that he picked up against Sale uh, is still being treated. And Quinn Roo, probably not available this weekend, still overcoming a viral infection. He is training. He is around the team, but uh, they don't think he's ready to go yet. Uh, Quinn Roo will be a loss because like Munster will... They'll have to recover from last weekend. Like I'm, I was talking to a Munster fan who reckons it's going to be very tough for them to get themselves up after the defeat that was there. But I think they'll be well up for this. It's a, it's an odd one. The prize for winning really depends if Edinburgh can do them a big favour and beat Glasgow. I don't think that's going to happen. They will have a home quarter final. They'll be playing either Benetton or the Scarlets. They should be confident of winning either of those games at home with a full squad. So I'm not sure... How big a prize? They would miss a week's rugby. They would be. They would win the conference. But how you balance that off with a very physical game against Saracens, where Munster never gave up, but they were never really in it. They had to make an amazing number of tackles in the first half, which just wore them down. So it, th- this is a very odd game for for both sides. Um, Leinster and Ulster, Ulster and Leinster in Belfast is a similar game. Uh, we'll have a look at the fixtures in a while. Some of them are just fixtures to be fulfilled. Owen McKeown was quite good. He talked about what the players have to put into this mm. and the fact that they need uh, to show that they're available and ready to go against Ulster the following week because everybody wants to get picked. But there has to be a realisation. Players are going to be arrested here. And the number 10 is key. Connacht are very short at 10s. Jack Carty will be wrapped up in cotton wool and bubble wrap and uh, looked after. He has to play against Ulster. And... Similarly, Finlay Bealham might play, get a bit of time. I suppose they would like Quinn Rue to have been available just to get some game le- into his legs. Realistically, the result doesn't matter. It does, but it doesn't. And everybody knows that. So it could either be a bit of a shootout game where both sides just go for it, or it could be a game that just never gets moving. And Munster do have more to play for. They certainly do. So we, we could be in a situation this weekend where Connacht play their 50th player if there's a new out-half brought in, if we see the likes of maybe Luke Carty or um, Conor Dean or someone like that brought in, Connick will have played 50 players this year. That's just astounding. It's not as good as Leinster, though. <laughs> Leo, Leo Cullen will always tell you how many players he's used. He's focused purely on the, on the Champions Cup final. Um, and Ulster are focused purely on us coming up next week. So... It's an interesting challenge for coaching teams, and I got the feeling today that Andy Friend was—he uh, was guarded in his comments because he, he look, he he knows he knows everybody's watching it, but they still have to go through the way they do this every week because if if you don't, you could get yourself into serious serious trouble. But it'll be it'll be a big ask. Uh, Fifty players, wow, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of players, but that's modern rugby. That's just the way it is. 
It certainly is. It certainly is. And you know, you're looking at a situation. We'll go down to Munster, where the last four, the last four times we've been down there, we've lost by 26, 36, and 22 points. And the only other time we won was the time when we won the championship, and that's the only win. But we either win or we, we take a bit of a shellacking. Yeah, there's been some bad nights in Thomond, and a lot of these players will be aware of that. But some of the younger guys won't. It'll just it's just another ground. Maybe a place that they've gone and played an interprovincial in at underage level and won and yeah. done fine, or played on the back pitch there in club rugby. But Munster, I think, will probably have enough. You you just you just feel they have something defined to play for. Yeah. It mightn't work for them, but they have to have a cut at it. But they'll rest a lot of players. Well, that, that game against Saracens, there'll be a lot of bruised bodies around there. And they, especially if they have to play the, the, the following week yes. uh, in what will be a crucial knockout oh, game. Yeah, so therefore they would, uh, they will rest play people as well. So it's just, I find it very hard to call. It, I say, well, I have to say I don't because in the last 10 years, Connacht have only won the last game of the season twice both against Leinster, the final, and last year. Other than that, we tend to lose this game. I think in the, since 2001, we've only, won, we've only won four games in the, in the 19 years. So we tend not to finish very well. Yeah, but we aren't finished. The Ulster game is, is the following week, and that's the real game. So I suppose for the organisation's point of view, they need to keep some sort of momentum. And the momentum mightn't be winning, but the momentum will be the performance and sticking to you, doing the right things, sticking to your systems. Yeah. That's what they'll be looking for. Mm. Uh, and so the players can look them in the eye and say, well, I, I went out and played the way I was asked to play. And that's, that, that's what they'll really want. Yeah, because like Danny did, did some work. I think we played 64 different combinations of the back three, out halves, um, centres, front row, back row and second row. And yet, we still never lost more than two games in a row, which goes to show that the systems are actually really good that are in place. Yeah, I suppose when you have players at halfback playing for Ireland, you're going you're gonna to see that happening. Uh, you have two scrum halves who were involved in Ireland. You've got Jack Carty, who's now second choice and clearly second choice, having watched some of the reserve out-halves in action at the weekend. Um, although Johnny Sexton was hugely impressive, but he took another beating. Um, bravery beyond the call of duty, really. Um, that is a sign that they can do this. Coaches talk about it, but it's making it actually happen. Yeah. And it's also the issue that, I've said this a couple of times, uh, Andy Friend at the start of the season said everybody would get a fair go. And they have had a fair go. And that's probably contributed to the fact that because players think they're getting a fair go, they play at the right level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that nobody can say that they didn't get a chance and everyone that goes out there gives everything they have. And then it's a case of, well, you know, at least I gave it my best shot and that's all I can do. And it means anyone coming through knows that if they give it their best shot, they have a chance. OK, before we hear William tell us about the um, what other matches are on this weekend in the Pro 14, um, the Connacht Junior squad were picked for 2019. Give us some highlights there, William. Yeah, it's great to see uh, 33 players in the squad, which will all be up online. But what really stands out, there's 10 from Connemara, 7 from Craigs, who obviously played in the Junior Cup final a few weeks ago, 5 from Buccaneers, 3 from Sligo, 2 from Ballina and NUIG, and 1 from each of Castlebar, Monivay, Portumna and Toom. So we'll just have a little look down. There's Morris Buckley from Craig's, who's uh, Dennis Buckley's brother. Uh, TJ Berry from Connemara. Eugene Conroy from Connemara. And then in the backs, Connemara Marty Keneally. David McDonough. 
Henry O'Toole, Michael O'Toole, and of course, uh, Henry O'Toole was the uh, Junior Player of the Year at the awards there uh, last uh, Saturday night week. Uh, they start their games. They've, they're playing three matches. They're playing a full interprovincial season. So they start on Saturday the 27th of April. They're playing Ulster Juniors. It's described as Connacht Juniors versus Ulster Juniors, but these are quite seasoned rugby players because <laughs> they're not that junior. Uh, that's in Castle Bar. Kickoff time is either 2 o'clock or 2.30. It has to be confirmed. Saturday the 4th of May in Wicklow RFC, uh, Connacht will take on Leinster. Kickoff time to be confirmed. And the final game is on Saturday the 11th of May at Craig's when they take on Munster Juniors. So we wish them well. It's a great opportunity for players from uh, the fully amateur level to, to, to represent their uh, province and uh, we'll see how they get on. Okay, here's the rest of the um, fixtures for this weekend and uh, various timings. On Saturday, first game up, Dragons versus Scarlets. 3pm kickoff in the Principality Stadium, part of Judgment Day. 4.30pm, Cheetahs versus the Southern Kings. 5pm, Zebra versus Benetton. 5.15, Cardiff Blues versus Ospreys, the second part of Judgment Day. Also at 5.15, Ulster versus Leinster in Belfast. 7.35pm, Glasgow Warriors versus Edinburgh at Scotston. And Munster versus Connacht kicks off at the same time in Thoman Park. Let's just have a quick look at what all those fixtures mean. Some of them have more meaning than others. The Cardiff and the Ospreys, whoever wins that will finish in fourth place. That will guarantee them at least a playoff for the final Pro 14 place. At the top of the table, Glasgow Warriors are three points ahead of Munster. Munster would need to beat Connacht and probably get a bonus point. That's what they'd be looking for. And hope that Edinburgh could overturn Glasgow for the third time this season. That would get Munster to the top of Conference A and it would give them a home semi-final with no need to play the quarter-final round. Connacht's position cannot change in the conference. A win or a loss, they're still in third, they're guaranteed third, they're going to be playing Ulster. Conference B, we know that Leinster are going to finish first and Ulster are going to finish second. Benetton Treviso in third on 52 points. No, they just have to beat Zebra. If they do it with a bonus point and go to 57 points, they cannot be caught. Edinburgh are at fourth on 51 points. If they could get a bonus point win against Glasgow and Treviso only get a four-point win against Zebra, then they would finish level on points. They're very close on points difference. That could get really tight. The Scarlets need a five-point win against the Dragons to get as high as 55 points and that might be enough if Glasgow beat Edinburgh to get them into fourth place for an automatic playoff and we'll have the full details of all the results next weekend in our post-match podcast from Munster versus Connacht in Thoman Park and of course to get your team news the Connacht team news the fastest place to get it online is sportsnewsireland.com on Friday lunchtime they'll have that team up in a jiffy as soon as it's been announced and of course on Saturday Goway Bay will be covering the game live it's a 7.35 kickoff um, Goway Bay will be on air from 7.30 I think and it's Rob Murphy and yourself William Davis yep looking forward to it Interprovincial rugby is always interesting um, 
it's a different context this game it'll be very be, just be interesting to see I, I, I've never come across a game at interprovincial level that has so little riding on it for Connacht um, and Munster as we've alluded to have a little bit more to play for this final weekend of games hasn't really worked out maybe the way it looked a few weeks ago when they all looked vital mm. um, I've talked about that in the in the fixtures piece that there's some games mean a lot some don't but uh, it's the end of the regular season and then it's uh, it's on to uh, knockout rugby I think we'll leave it there loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait until you hate